welcome to How Did You Do It, our space to get to know the people behind great ideas. Whether you're on your morning walk, heading to work or relaxing at home, enjoy. Your daily dose of inspiration awaits. Hey guys, I'm Georgia. And I'm Gabby. And we're back. Yes, and the podcast looks a little bit different. Yeah, we've had a bit of a vibe change, but we hope you really like it. Today we sat down with Gabby Rosenberg, co-founder of Blossom App, a fixed income savings app that's recently hit the Aussie market. We chatted about Gabby's experiences in the lead up to starting Blossom, her journey as a founder, and also a bit about Blossom App's social mission. It was a really great chat, so enjoy. We think you'll love this one. Hi, Gabby. Welcome to the podcast. It's so nice to have you on. Thanks for having me, guys. Super excited to be here. So excited to have you. Before we dive into Blossom, it'd be great to get an overview of what you studied and some of the experiences that you had in the lead up to launching Blossom. So I finished school. I took a gap year and traveled for about 11 months, which I think was a really important education in and of itself. I then came home, sadly, but inevitably have to. Uh, I did a business degree at UNSW in Sydney and a small stint in the Netherlands on university exchange as well. And I think I knew even throughout my degree that a corporate role was never going to be for me. So I started and I went straight into startups before I'd even finished my degree. And I started at a company called Let's Do This, which is a marketplace for endurance athletes and endurance events. And there I had two super young, awesome bosses who were quite upfront about having absolutely no idea what they were doing. So It was almost my first taste of realizing that, hold on, maybe one day I can have a crack at having absolutely no idea what I'm doing as well. So it was a a formative experience for me. Um, And actually their last investment round was led by Serena Williams and Usain Bolt. So I think they had a little or a small amount of of knowledge of what they were doing. Um, And they're both doing really well now. So I interned there and hated my job, but loved the company. And after that, I moved to a startup which was also in tech, but in the automotive industry. So something totally different. Um, It's called Dingo. And it was another marketplace, very early stage with a small team. And I was working there when COVID hit early last year. And we all got stuck at home, as we know. And I found myself with some extra time on my hands. And I wanted to use it to get on top of my personal finances. So through that journey, the idea for Blossom was born. And almost one year down the track, here we are. It's so great. You got to have all those various experiences, um, getting to travel and working at different startups so young. Could you touch on any defining moments in your recent years that set you on the path that you're on now? Two main defining moments. First was my time at Dingo. I started there and did customer service for a little under a year. Um, And then I moved into a role where I was selling, onboarding, and managing the relationship with all of the suppliers. And when I arrived, there were around 70 suppliers on the network in Sydney alone. And when I left, there was 420 suppliers across the whole of Australia. So that was definitely a formative experience and a formative couple of years for me because it was my first proper taste of early stage startups where I learned customer service and product communications, partnerships, ops in general. And I had managers and a co-founding team that really wanted to expose me to as much of the business as possible. Um, So that's something I'm extremely grateful for. And a second formative experience was the Startmate Fellowship. And this is a two-month female-only program that 
effectively introduces ambitious women to all different opportunities within Australia's startup ecosystem. And through the fellowship, you learn so much about this world of tech and venture capital and really all things startup in general. Um, and we were afforded opportunities through the program to hear from really, really successful female Aussie founders. So one being Melanie Perkins, and she took us through the story where she had an idea, um, started in her boyfriend's mother's living room and has now built it into a company that's valued at more than $30 billion, which is just mind blowing. And we also got to hear from Kate Morris and she worked on a door beauty for alone actually for the first four years and then 21 years later she's listed the company on the ASX so it was just reinforcing these incredible women pursuing their ideas having amazing experiences along the way and not regretting anything for a second and I think the general theme throughout the whole fellowship was just take the leap back yourself you can do it you just have to have a little bit of belief so I thought that maybe I should start buying into or subscribing to some of that. And two weeks into the fellowship, it, it only took me two weeks. I gave notice at work and the rest is history. Wow, that's an amazing story. No, I think that um, you touched on your experience at some startups like in your earlier days. And I think just like the attitude that you kind of explained, it's like so few people, but with like such a big dream to like achieve so much. And it does seem so irrational, but then you see things like Canva, which like at the time you'd be like, oh, I think it started as like yearbooks. And then you look at it and it's just like crazy how much can actually come from that attitude. Um, you kind of touched on it a bit, but do you mind elaborating on what the initial spark was that drew you into the startup space? I was always given really sound advice that to feel fulfilled in your working life, you need to couple what you love with what you're good at. And so with startups, and I think especially tech as well, you, you really can work in an area or take it into any area of your choosing. And so whether that's sport or cars or pets, whatever, whatever your passion is, it's so easy to make that passion your job using technology. So for example, for me, um, I'm incredibly passionate about sport. And so I got to couple tech and sport at Let's Do This. And another passion of mine is female empowerment. So with Blossom, um, I can help empower women to reach financial freedom. And that's what's really special for me about the startup space. Yeah, definitely. Um, what was the actual like initial idea that you had for Blossom? When COVID hit, we all got stuck at home. Um, and I found myself with some extra time on my hands, which was lovely. And I wanted to use that time, as I mentioned before, to try and get on top of my personal finances and just take stock of where I was at. And I come from a long lineage of finance professionals. So they're always bringing the newest, most innovative ideas for discussion around the dinner table. And one week it was this concept called fixed income, which was a new asset class. I hadn't heard about it before. And I'm inherently risk averse. And it just sounded like a really attractive opportunity for me. So I started doing some research and found that I was almost immediately priced out of the market. So there were long lockup periods and sometimes between three to six months, but I needed quicker access to my cash. There were super high minimums between 20,000 and 200,000, and I wasn't able to afford that. And there was high fees to top it all off. So I knew that this was something that wasn't only attractive to me, fixed income, paying fixed returns, but it is also something that might be attractive to my friends or my colleagues. 
And I wanted to find a way to try and open up access for not only myself, but the people around me. And, and one year later, almost one year later, here we are. The thing is that I feel like so many people constantly have ideas, but very few people actually go about building that and like bringing that idea to life. How did you go about making Blossom app a reality? So I think in, in startups and especially fintech startups, there's so many moving parts and that's taking the idea and I guess enforcing it or moving it into reality. It's so difficult. So to make Blossom the reality that we wanted to, we needed to first start by zooming out a little bit and listing all these moving parts and then making decisions on how we were going to tackle each one and who we were going to choose to carry out the functions that we weren't able to do ourselves. So it's asking questions, who's going to run the fund? What licensing do we require? And who's going to provide that? Who's going to build the app? Um, who's going to build the front end? Who's going to build the back end? And who's going to do the legal and compliance? So there's just so many questions that needed to be answered. And the list goes on and on. So we spoke to lots of different companies and, and it's super stressful because these decisions, they really do change the course of the product and therefore change the course of the business in general. So I tried to get as much information as I could, as much advice from people in my network um, and then just start ticking off some of these moving parts one by one. Awesome. And how did you go about having this idea, researching, understanding the space, and then actually building a team? So at the moment, I have a co-founder, um, but I'm the only full-time employee with lots of service providers and contractors around me. So I can't answer the question yet on how to build the team, but hopefully I'll be able to in a couple months or weeks time. <laughs> awesome. Um, how did you go about gaining the required knowledge to make Blossom App really become a reality? So why I love startups is because you, you kind of just have to start, right? So I'd probably still be researching now if I felt like I needed to have all the required knowledge to get going. Um, so what I do now, which has worked really well for us, and I, I do highly recommend this, this method, is that you work until you reach a challenge or a task that you can't solve yourself. Um, and then you can turn to the community around you and you ask yourself who is in the best position to educate me on how to solve this current problem. So I reach out to said person, buy them a coffee, run them through the challenge, and then we can try and work through the solution together. And by doing this, it's awesome because you're constantly getting advice from the best person or someone who's in the best position to give you that advice. So it's a fantastic way to learn as well because it's learning when you need to and when it's relevant rather than just learning for the sake of learning. And I'm just under one year in and I get advice and help with uh, advice and help all the time with the current challenges. And you slowly find that you might start needing advice multiple times a day and then it reduces to a handful of times a week. And then maybe it's monthly and it's just a super empowering way to be able to check your progress. Um, and so I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, definitely. And what were the biggest challenges from creating Blossom? So I think there's personal challenges and then there's also Blossom-centric challenges. And a personal challenge is I have a healthy or, or unhealthy dose, depends on the way that you look at it, of imposter syndrome. And it affects me most days, but I'm learning to 
develop strong answers to my imposter syndrome. And a strong answer for me is always answering these imposter thoughts with a bit of a growth mindset. So instead of constantly comparing myself to everyone around me and, and feeling unworthy, I can feel inspired by all the amazing people I have in my network and I have a support and start setting myself clear benchmarks of where I want to get to one day. And in terms of a blossom centric challenge, I think fixed income is a very complex asset class and it flies more under the radar in Australia than it would in somewhere like Europe or the US. So we've had to take a very complex topic, which is fixed income and distill it down so that we can make it digestible for millennials and actually educate them on the topic. So that's involved a lot of iterating, um, a lot of customer feedback and, and a big learning curve for the Blossom team. Awesome. There's so many ways to invest nowadays. We've seen the infamous rise of cryptocurrency and an increase in access, which is encouraging retail investors. But I'd be really interested in knowing why did you choose to tackle fixed income? I'm an inherently risk-averse person and I've always, always been keen to try and forgo the turbulence that comes with equities or that comes with crypto, as you mentioned, for something that might have a smaller return but is a little bit more reliable. Um, and I don't feel like I have the time or the understanding to successfully tackle something like crypto or, or like equities. So that's why fixed income has always been super attractive to me. And when I did try to buy into a fixed income fund at the start of COVID, I, as I mentioned before, I was immediately priced out of the market. So the entire idea for Blossom did come from more of a consumer perspective. So I personally wanted this opportunity and it wasn't something that was available to me. So that's why we're democratizing the fixed income market. Um, it's a market typically reserved for institutions or high net worth individuals. And we're bringing it to millennials for the first time. And we know, and, and what we've learned through this process is that having a financial safety net is so important. And often without it, you see people struggle so much with their health or their well-being, or work or even their personal relationships. So the idea of being able to help Aussies through fixed income build and foster healthy savings habits is, is super incredible. Definitely. And beyond just democratizing investing, you definitely have a social mission. Um, could you touch on some of Blossom's short-term and long-term social goals? So for the long-term, the fund itself. So as you mentioned, we have social considerations and, and ESG is, at, is a huge focus of what we do and how we invest. So at the moment, we're avo avoiding coal, oil, gas, um, tobacco, prohibited weapons. And long term, I want to try and build and develop this exclusions list to be as robust and all encompassing as possible. And in terms of a shorter term goal, so we're planting trees in Aussie bushfire affected regions for new funded accounts and also new referrals. And we've partnered with an amazing organization called One Tree Planted, and they do all the planting in Australia for us. And so the short-term goal is to plant as many trees as possible to try and do our bit and, and help regrow bushfire-affected Australia. And further to that, we have a referral program. And through the referral program, we're donating funds to the Garvin Institute for Pancreatic Cancer Research. And my late grandfather passed away from pancreatic cancer in April 2020. 
Um, and his nickname was actually Blossom. It's what his mom used to call him. And he's the inspiration for our name. So to honor him, we've chosen the Garvin Institute's Pancreatic Cancer Research Trials. And just directing as many funds there as possible is, is a huge goal of ours. Wow, yeah, that's such a special mission. Um, it's, you've achieved so much success already. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was 6 million funds under management within six weeks of launching. Um, where do you see this going? We are, we're now at 6.9 and you're right, in just over six weeks since launch, we launched on 7th of June um, and we've had an incredible, incredible six weeks, but we have lots of work to do before. I think we can call it a huge success. <laughs> um, but the goal is first and foremost to get the app right. So just continue to um, speak to customers, get as much feedback as possible and, and just build what they want to see in the app and make sure we're consistently building the product for them. Uh, we have a huge feature pipeline, including savings goals. So you can set and track and share your savings goals with your family and friends just to help keep you on track. Um, and then we're going to look to speeding up and automating payments. We also want to provide Blossom for business accounts. So you can sign up to Blossom as an entity um, Blossom for kids. So you can create a Blossom account for a niece, a nephew, a, a son, a daughter, a grandchild, whatever it may be. And we also want to roll out other innovative savings products that move up the risk curve to target higher returns. Um, and then ultimately, the huge long-term goal is to move into overseas markets, take Blossom to the world. <laughs> I love that. Um, before we wrap up, uh, one question I really want to ask you, and I'm sure our audience will want to hear, is what advice would you give to other young people who have a great idea and they want to create a startup or make it more of a reality? So I think a, a difficult part is actually getting started. It's when do I leave my job? When do I take this full time? Do I risk it all and give it a go? And I think I can provide advice more so on decision-making and with my career and decision-making personally, um, my rule is that if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. So do I stay in my current job? Do I take a new job? Do I go out on my own? Where do I go from here? And so I always recommend asking yourself the question, um, is it a hell yes? And if it's not, then it's a no. Thank you so much for coming on, Gabby. This is such a great episode and um, I'm sure so many people take a lot out of it. I know I myself am leaving this very inspired. So thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thank you for having me. And I hope I can come back in a couple months time and hopefully give you some good news updates. <laughs> yeah, definitely. As always, we really hope you enjoyed this ep. It was such a great one to film and it was so lovely chatting to Gabby. If you guys want to learn more about Blossom App, you can check it out at www.blossomapp.com or at the Blossom App on Insta. To keep up with the latest podcast episodes and more, be sure to follow us at howdidyou underscore podcast on Instagram.